basically, Superhero Slate is waiting for a bigger, heavier-hitting movie to finally set aside time to do a spoiler cast. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're talking Disney's live-action Mulan. Mulan. Bring it right to you. We got some reviews for you guys to listen to up in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sony, they're weaving a silk web. Oh, Chris, I can just imagine you writing that in your head. Yeah, I did. It took me a little bit. I, 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 I workshopped it with some people around the house, and by that I mean my <laughs> cats. Uh, they didn't run off in terror, so we're good. That's great. A bunch of DC movies are starting to be affected by quarantine and quarantining and more. <laughs> yeah, I, do you think there's a drink called the quarantini? That's yet? exactly what went through my head. Oh my <laughs> You know what? You're going to listen to my clickety-clackety. I mean, there's been, a, there's, there's been a whole lot of, you know, takeout for restaurants because it's the only way they can really survive right now. But some of the restaurants uh, out here, I don't know if it's California or L.A. County, but they've really laxed the rules on alcohol to go. So you can just get like cocktails and stuff mm-hmm. to go. And it's not one that I've done yet because it just seems strange to get like a beer to go. Because if I'm already out and going back home, I can just drink the beer I have at home. So, but a quarantini, mm. that seems like something so, that they'd be putting in a styrofoam cup and putting a lid on for you. So the first article tells me any drink you are drinking in lockdown can be called a quarantini on principle however (laughs) they provided a recipe for a honey lemon martini with optional powdered vitamin c along the rim for so it's a healthy concoction here this this just this just became a 21 and up podcast (laughs) right at the very top you can make a virgin one okay it's it's instead of vodka put in i don't i don't know um seltzer I don't know, salt water, <laughs> lemon, no, honey, the, water, the, vitamin C. You know, just get the just get the tonic and leave out the gin and, you know, tell your kids. I mean, really, tonic water is already kind of, like, bitter. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to complement liquor and alcohol, <laughs> but if you just, just give a kid tonic water, like, here, this is just an example of what the bitter taste of alcohol will be like. And, you know, that's really that really worked for me when I was a kid. My dad had a beer. He didn't drink them very often, but we went over and had um, saw company. You know, he, he'd accept a beer. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, can I try it? And he's like, yeah, sure because that's the best way to keep a child from ever drinking exactly. alcohol is just like, oh, this is disgusting. Why do you drink this? What's happening? I always kind of equated it with like V8 tomato juice. Oh, like I Lord. never understood why people drank that when I was a kid. I still don't drink it now. I, I'm not a Bloody Mary person. I'm just like, no, that's like, this is like SpaghettiO. You're halfway to SpaghettiOs and who would just drink that I, to quench their thirst? I'm going to be honest. I, I love <laughs> V8, um, um, the original V8. But I'll tell you what the problem is, too much sodium. That does not uh, quench your thirst. It just mm-hmm. makes you thirstier. Um, so I, I agree that it's, it's healthy. you got to watch those sodium levels, Mike. They sneak up on you in these drinks. They Yeah, the older you get. I mean, we're in our 30s now. we gotta worry. About, we got to worry about, like, macros and levels in our bodies. Right, right here, I'm drinking a truly watermelon and kiwi. Um, not sponsoring this show. But guess why I'm <laughs> drinking this? It has 100 calories. That's right. One gram of sugars, two grams of carbs, and it's gluten-free. 
Yeah, that's how I roll. Uh, Chris, before we kind of get into the, the corn stream and the, and the news of this week, tell everybody about the new and exciting drink that you came across that will, will oh. bring it down to all ages. Uh, is, drinks is this the, the Mountain Dew Voodoo 2020? Yeah, we, yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about like exclusive kind of seasonal <laughs> well, snacks and treats in a bit. That's one of two. I, I, I forgot the other one. So I, we locally have what are called Speedway gas stations. Uh, most mm. people are probably familiar with them, but they've been recently purchased by 7-Eleven, so they're all going to convert mm. to 7-Elevens. And as I scroll through my text here, the one I found yesterday uh, near my house, uh, I did go to, to put gas in my car and I had to go in. They have citrus Mountain Dew Cyclone, which is regular Mountain Dew with a citrus punch flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very pink label, but the, the drink is a dark red and um, it feels like not necessarily lemonade, um, like, a dark, <laughs> like a fruit punch and maybe lemonade mix into the Mountain Dew. And it's fantastic. I absolutely <laughs> love it. But it's so full of sugar. The other one is Voodoo 2020. And if anyone remembers Mountain Dew Voodoo from last year, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was last year. Uh, it was either a year or two ago. So it's a random mystery flavor from Mountain Dew, and they put it in this bottle. It's white. It's like a milky white liquid because uh, they don't color it. They, they make you want to guess. It's like the, what was it, the, um, la- not Laffy Taffy, Airheads. That are Airheads, yeah. They're white. <laughs> uh, last time it was cotton candy flavor. Uh, or not cotton oh. candy. No, candy corn flavor. Candy corn flavor, sorry. Not cotton candy. Don't, I'm sorry. I know you got excited. This year's <laughs> is 2020. I don't know what it is yet, uh, but I've seen them. I, I have one. I have one for Mike that I'm going to be shipping him, and uh, we're going to give it a go. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I love mystery flavors. Uh, Snapple has like a mystery flavor one right now mm-hmm. that I tried. And uh, my wife swears it's like uh, like a raspberry lemonade, but I feel like there's something a little extra different to it. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I'm always down to to guess a mystery. You know, it's the best way to get an extra dollar or two out of my pocket if you're a corporate brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other um, the other thing I saw that this I haven't got it yet, but they are doing uh, M and M's. Uh, they are doing crunchy mint. M&M's. Uh, it's a limited mint. one. It was like a winning flavor, like combining crunchy and mint together. Hmm. The crunchy All crispy right. M&M's. So <laughs> um, if I see those, I'm going to give them a try. I love... The, the, the sugars are the only thing keeping my serotonin levels at an acceptable rate <laughs> these past couple <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah, Chris, you were, uh, like you said last week on the show, you were involved, and I would say, in a worldwide sporting event this week yeah. where uh, the the place that you work for, they sponsored a, a horse in the Kentucky Derby. How'd yes. that horse do? Uh, he came in fifth. Uh, he was Hey, uh, that's he was, not bad for just no. like a ra- kind of a random sponsorship deal. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's also one of the, he's a local um I guess a horse as well. Like he's he's, he's a local boy. Yeah, pretty he, much. He grew up. He went to high school here. Yeah, I'm trying to pull um, the the recap here um, just to make sure I have that correct that he was fifth. Um, but his name was uh, Major Fed. Uh, so I just saw his name pop up here. And um, what was was cool is you know we know the owners. They have one of the machines that my company sells and they use it frequently. So it wasn't like a hard buy, right? Um, but also this year, the um, NBC Sports didn't bring any of their big crews down because there's no one in the stands. Uh-huh. Uh, it was very empty, and so we got to sponsor this horse um, very affordably. No frills, nothing, no no problems with the the newscast, and they ran it right at seven, and everything went off without uh, a hitch, if you will. And we were very excited about that. It was it was a very. I found out Monday afternoon, Monday at like six o'clock. They're like we're sponsoring horse for Saturday, and we already had a four day weekend um, planned. So I was like, we have to get all this done 
very quickly. So yeah, obviously you had a lot of work to do, and basically this is my long way of saying you can finally breathe a sigh of relief while you're on the podcast with me. Yeah, most certainly. Well, here's the other thing: I thought we were recording on Monday. Um, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing personal. I just assume we it's long, long weekend, right? Everyone's uh, mm-hmm. doing this, so I, I assume we were recording on Monday. So I hadn't even thought about. it. I was out mowing the lawn when you texted me. I'm like, well. Gonna go copy those notes over. Let's do it. Get in the show, Mike. Um, well, it, it'll, it'll be a downside for us if there's like some breaking news on Monday that we possibly could have covered if we waited it's, to record. It's gonna be the Mandalorian TV trailer. <laughs> I guarantee it right now. I, I can feel it in my bones. Um, before we jump into this, I, the only other thing I've been doing this week, you got a lot more corn stream than I got, and even yours is kind of low um, a little bit here. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite this week, and you know why we're playing Fortnite this season, Mike? Uh, Marvel. It's Marvel themed. The whole thing is Marvel themed. Um, so it's been fun to play as characters from the thing. I'm playing with my friends. Um, you know, without having bought any levels, playing by itself, and I'm I am one level away from unlocking Storm mm-hmm. as a playable character, and um, very very excited to play these things and seeing the map evolve and seeing you know things happen. Um, this week they dropped in a Black Panther, um, the Panther statue from Wakanda. Not coinciding with the the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman, I think it was already pre-planned, and I think he's going to be a character in the game. Um, Great. But we'll talk more about the other game I was playing this week, which prevented me from watching anything, <laughs> as well uh, later in the show. So um, I, I don't want to I don't take over all the corn or the the intro of the corn stream, Mike. But I want to hear what you want because this first movie you're about to talk about that's a throwback. You're ba- <laughs> yeah. you're back in the '90s again, and yeah. I can I can feel yeah. the hairstyle. <laughs> the cor- the corn stream uh, uh, this week will not be in its normal corner. It's just going to be kind of in an old van that I'm going to pull up and open up the doors. This is going to be like <laughs> it says free candy on the side. <laughs> not much to talk about here. But uh, first up is a throwback that uh, I loved watching because it's something that my wife was totally unfamiliar with because she did not grow up with the Disney Channel. Because, you know, before the days of streaming and digital uh, media, you were just kind of tied down to whatever your local basic cable package was. And some people just didn't get the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. It took a while for me to get Cartoon Network, so a lot of people have other different nostalgia than I do just from that. So, But a Disney Channel original movie, which was classic to me, was Brink, yes. which is uh, named after the titular character in, in the movie. I don't know what his first name was. I think his, his last name, name might be Brink. <laughs> but he just goes by Brink, and it's just about a bunch of high school kids that are like badass rollerbladers uh, in Southern California. I think they're technically in like uh, Venice or you know Southern California. I don't really know where, but they're just these cool kids that just they're soul skaters. They skate because they love it, and it's just like a cheesy kind of just Disney Channel original. It really follows the classic formula of like a sports movie. You know, you got like the bad guy rollerblader that they're going up against, and. It's just funny because the whole time you watch it, you're just like, they're trying so hard to make like rollerblading look really, really cool. Uh But there's like people that are skateboarding in the background that just effortlessly look way cooler than anybody on a rollerblade. I mean, no shade to anybody that loves rollerblading. I own rollerblades. You're a rollerblader. I like rollerblading, but it's just funny. Like back in the 90s, like it was the extreme sports era. It was like the extreme sports decade. Like I think they were just starting to kind of get like skateboarding into like these really big avenues and people could really make money off of it. So obviously Disney is going to make an original movie after this stuff. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in the late nineties they made a movie about like those razor scooters, you know, like, and there was some sort of like crazy, crazy life changing story of a kid who wrote a, who wrote a little scooter. If there is a movie out there like that, please tell me. Uh, 
but I uh, did not resonate with uh, the wife at all. Uh, understandably so, because if you don't have any nostalgia for this movie, it's just kind of it's pretty bare bones. But uh, it, this is just more of a reminder that if you want to really reconnect with uh, your '90s youth, if that's what you have, go check out some of those Disney Channel originals. And it's hilarious because it wasn't even in like widescreen. Like I understand like an old cartoon being in four by three, but it's just like you technically shot this as like a quote unquote movie. Like why couldn't you use like a full frame camera? So at least in the future, you know, I can watch it widescreen. So that's kind of funny. Well, the recommended movie afterwards was Alley Cat Strike. And my wife was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, this is just Brink, but with bowling. See, it was a formula. You change it. You take the kids out of roller skates, put them in a bowling alley. You got a whole new movie. Oh, well, I mean, so I remember I, I mixed mix Brink up with um, the first Power Rangers movie because that mm-hmm. movie starts with them rollerblading. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is, these are the scenes from the same movie. But rollerblading was huge back then. Brink is, I remember, um, the, again, like I said, the hairstyle, the, the part down the middle of the long shaggy sides, <laughs> it was definitely... Yep. So I think that guy went on to do other Disney Disney original movies. I always remember Xenon though from Disney. Oh, Xenon, but... and then there was Xenon the sequel. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a time to be alive. It was like an event for a kid, you know. I think yeah. these movies, if I remember, premiered yeah. on like Friday nights. Yeah, fr- Friday. Um, yeah, probably Fridays. Uh, you know, because you know, I remember TGI Fridays stuff like that. But also, you know, you bring up a point about wide angle stuff. They didn't film these like regular movies. They filmed them with like camcorders to <laughs> knock them off, and it shows. Um, that's why you got the square um four three aspect ratio because they were like we're gonna make these money movies on the cheap and not put them in the theater so let's uh, yeah let's do it the the, the yeah, wide widescreen dvd wasn't exactly in the zeitgeist yet yeah. but brink here you go disney plus brink, check, check that out uh, and another thing that was been consuming us uh, lately is we are doing another rewatch of how i met your mother which is something that we've uh we've done many times and uh one reason why the corn stream is a little light this week because we are so close to getting it finished we just kind of wanted it over with we're not the biggest fans of how like the last kind of two seasons roll out so like once we kind of get towards the end of it we just kind of get it out of the way but I just thought this would be a funny time to mention how much I just love the internet sometimes because if you're not familiar with the show, uh, they apparently got a lap, the their ninth season that they got for the show was kind of unexpected. They thought they were only going to have eight seasons and they kind of almost tied everything up at the end of the eighth season and then uh, star Jason Siegel decided, yes, he would like to do one more final ninth season. So what do you do when your whole show is leading up to this one moment of how I Met Your Mother, and you have to do 22 more episodes, well, the final season takes place over two days, which is a big stretch Mm -hmm. for a show that has to go 22 episodes. So there's some highs and some low lows in this last season. But I was just thinking, man, this would be a great opportunity just for somebody that has a lot of time and editing skills to just edit down this last season to just the core uh, plot points. And then also to add in the alternate ending, which is another thing that you might not know is fans of this show hated the original ending. And I, I won't spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet, but they hated, hated, hated the original ending so much that the uh, creators of the show decided to create an alternate ending that would appease these people. And I think the only way you could officially watch it was through the DVDs, but it's out there online. Well, it was online. It, on it was online. I remember it came out like 2014, maybe 2015. So I, I, I remember it coming. I, I didn't watch this show. My wife's a big fan and I ended up watching mm-hmm. it. And I was like, that had come out 
literally while we were in the middle of watching it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, it was just like this would be a great opportunity for some budding young editor to edit a final season down and then tack on the alternate ending to really appease people. And just with the lightest amount of googling, I was able to find somebody that did it on Reddit. Yeah. And I have it. I have it bookmarked here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. It's like a Vimeo link. You just have to put in like a a password that he provides. Um, and it's like he edits the final season down to I think he said like three hours which is you know roughly uh what like six episodes maybe eight episodes something like that and then he tacks on the alternate ending and then he put it on like chronological order too so I don't know if this is going to be good or bad but it's just like usually when we talk about that kind of fan stuff we're talking about big budget kind of like Star Wars stuff where really huge fandoms want to go back and really kind of make something perfect but you know uh nowadays anybody can do it so yeah if there's a tv show out there that you feel like could have been better there's a chance that there's some nerdier person than you out there that's already made it the way well, you want it so uh, to- i mean that's what topher grace does now that he doesn't work um mm-hmm. he just edits things. he edited star wars down he's edited several things down uh so yeah topher grace is doing it if he can do it you can do it <laughs> anybody can do it and then uh, the last thing here that i'll show yeah. off in my in my rusty van is something that I'll only briefly mention because Chris haven't Chris like we said at the top of the show has been busy hasn't had a chance to catch it is uh, the boys yep. season two has premiered this weekend three, uh, the first three, three episodes right yeah oh. first three episodes are available now with uh, weekly on Friday going forward I think you said there's going to be eight episodes right um, I couldn't remember I'm, the exact. I'm pretty order. sure it's eight episodes. The last first season's eight episodes. I think this was matching it. Yeah. Uh, so as you as you said, we'll be halfway through the season uh, next week if that is the case. So I, I won't really say anything yet because I want to give uh, Chris a chance to uh, mm-hmm. to watch it. But I think we'll be talking a little bit about the boys next week, and then I'm sure we'll touch on it again once the final episode of season two uh, drops. And they've already been renewed for season three, so it seems like they're see if they can dig their heels in and maybe uh, possibly prepare for some longer story arcs since they got that longer episode already. Yes, it is eight episodes uh, ending um, every was it every Friday through October 9th. So you're, mm-hmm. we're, we're good to go, Mike. People were panicking that they only thought it was three episodes for this season. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. I, and if you open up Amazon Prime, uh, you'll have no question of where to find it because, like, the first two rows of my Amazon Prime is just nothing but boys' thumbnails. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a thumbnail for just the show. They have a thumbnail for episode one, two, and three. There's, like, a thumbnail for, like, a Aisha Tyler thing where she talks to the cast of the show. So there's, like, ten thumbnails on the front screen and, like, a banner ad for the boys. So you can't miss it. So yeah. uh, you won't have to use the search tool. I'm, I'm, I might have to use this. No, I'm kidding. I, I might, because of <laughs> Again, the algorithms. My ads are bombarded with boys' ads right now, so uh, <laughs> I'm I'm very well aware the show is out. I just haven't had time to watch it. I am, um, but by the time we get around to it next week, we'll have four episodes to yeah. talk about. So we can. But um, I can I can paint a picture here though. Now that the corn stream is over, I'll close the van door. I'll slap the back of it so the driver takes off into the distance behind oh a trail of dust, and then we'll let the next uh, corn stream uh, car <laughs> pull up. It's probably like a red Ferrari because it's paid for by Disney and it's just yeah. really expensive. It's premium, Chris. You know, at the very least, it costs you thirty dollars to even look at this car. So let's roll it on up. We'll roll out the news red carpet and we'll get. <laughs> The show get going. in losers we're going to asia uh yeah. because we watched mulan this week um and uh it's out for premium video on demand and we're not talking eddie murphy animated dragon mulan we're talking live action 
as historically accurate to this myth and legend you can get move on. <laughs> yeah, and and we're not talking premium video on demand of $15. We're not talking pretty of premium video on demand of $20. Stop there. It's not even $24.99. We're talking $30 price point. They had to code in a fancy golden button on Disney Plus when you bought this movie. So it felt like that you were Pulling gold out your butt to watch this. Was it? Movie. I didn't. I didn't buy it. My wife bought it uh, when I wasn't oh, yeah. looking. So. It was a gold button. There's like a splash screen that like kind of tells you you're paying for a premium experience. And I, they there is the fine print that says watch it now before it's released on Disney Plus. But they conveniently leave out the date that it's December because mm-hmm. they don't want people to know that if you just kind of wait a little bit, you yeah. can watch it. Yeah, for you can free. wait for December. this. Is and we've talked about this before. Again, this is exactly less than. My, my wife and I did the math, how much we would pay to go to the movies and eat snacks and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, um, what do we, we, we had, oh, we had frozen pizza last night while we watched this. Uh, so, uh, factored it all in, we actually uh, saved money than if we went to our normal movie-going experience. However, I don't think, again, we talked about live-action Mulan is something uh, kids and families are going to be beating down the door to watch immediately. Um, if this was, again, maybe uh, another animated movie? Or like a, a Frozen Three or something, kids would watch over and over. I think that would be the case. However, I don't feel this is a a movie kids are going to be beating down the door to watch over and over again. Um, yeah, it's it's a funny. It's a little bit of a milestone that Mulan is out to rent premium video on demand because as we've been inundated with trolls ads on all of the video yeah. on demand platforms, trolls is finally free to stream. I think it's Hulu. Maybe is where it's free to stream. I saw it somewhere. Like it's free now. If you have a certain streaming service, you can finally watch Trolls pull, World Tour. We've finally up. gone full cycle with that movie, I guess. Trolls? No, this is Trolls World Tour. You said? Yes, that is keeps, the movie. It keeps pulling up Trolls Two, and I'm like, that's not on it. It's Hulu. Hulu has it with subs. Yeah. Also, uh, Peacock Premium. Oh yeah, to. I guess DreamWorks is a uh, well. Is it DreamWorks that does Trolls? Uh, um, that's a great question. Um, yes, I know I think Walter Dorn directed it. That's all. But that's a uh, Comcast, NBC. Uh, yeah, it's all that stuff over there. But yes, yeah. uh, Mulan is finally out, and I'll uh, we are going to talk spoilers a little bit just yeah. on the top of the show here. But as me and Chris were talking about uh, before we started recording, the source material material for Mulan is already out there. Yes, but if you really don't want to know any of the new additions that they made to this movie we got time code you can you can jump, jump ahead right. and skip it, that but we'll but we'll we'll nail down initial impressions first before yeah. we jump into any spoilers it, exactly and 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 to put this for first and foremost we're not um a mulan aficionados we don't we i don't i'll speak for both of us mike we don't talk about the live action mulan outside of uh <laughs> the podcast so i'm not gonna say that you know um this this is it a franchise? We'll put it. We'll put it this way. We're more interested in the business aspect of yeah. pretty, premium video on demand than the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, before this, the only other live action Disney movie I've seen is Beauty and the Beast. Right. So uh, I've, I, I usually don't seek these movies out. I just really wanted to experience something new and different, which is not something you get a lot when you're yeah. quarantined in a pandemic. So the thirty dollars, I don't know if it was necessarily worth it for me, whether it was a movie that I really wanted to see or not, but. If this was possibly successful enough, we might get the chance to do this yeah. for Black Widow, which will make us much more excited. Exactly. So, um, out the gate, Mike, I'm just going to go ahead and say I, I think this is um, a great action movie. There are a lot of great action scenes in this movie. However, it very much lacks the charm and personality of the original. Um, and I know 
I shouldn't compare this to the animated version, but that's all I have to go on off the top of my head here. Um, so I, I think, you know, while we, I don't need the, the gimmicks such as, you know, um, Mushu and a Cricket and some stuff like that, I think the transition over to this live action didn't really land a lot of the um, emotional, emotional weight that the, the cartoon does. Um, and, and really, I mean, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. I just... I mean, I, the, I was on my phone the first five minutes, and the first five minutes, and that doesn't tell you something. I don't know what does. So that's <laughs> that's where I kind of sit with this at, at, a, at a glance. I don't want to talk about much, you know, without the spoiler codes. But I think, you know, there are some great action scenes. I think it, you know, for a um, period slash um, regional piece, uh, it, it the set designs are absolutely wonderful. I think the actors do a great job. Uh, there are a lot of familiar faces, um, and I think it's fine. But there, are, there, it leaves some fun to be desired by the time this is all said and done. So yeah, I think <laughs> uh, I think it's I think I echo a lot of what you said. Uh, yeah, it's a very beautiful film to look at. Uh, a lot of the set pieces and locations are very memorable. There's a there's a moment where uh, Mulan is in some sort of like I don't know if it's like a volcano. It's some sort of like acrid maybe it's, acid it's lake a, or it's a hot springs um, yeah and all all of the colors are just very beautiful um uh, i like some of the i would say um i don't want to say original camera work but it was very <laughs> reminiscent of like a chinese blockbuster if you've ever oh, yeah. seeked one of those oh, out crouching um, tiger-esque you know yeah, stuff like that like th- they, they really nailed that yeah, like when if somebody's running up a wall, they'll just straight up take the camera and rotate it like 180 degrees, and you'll see them like going uh, totally uh, vertical on the on the screen. And so there's really interesting parts like that. But beyond that, some of the interesting filmmaking, yeah, the story is just very pales in comparison to the animated movie. And I don't think it's wrong at all to compare it to the animated film. It's it's a live action version of it. Everything that you do with this movie, you always have to be thinking, you know, where do we deviate from the movie? How do we change it? What do we keep? Uh, what do we toss? What do we try to originate and make new? And uh, I don't think all of those decisions panned out in the long run. Uh, we took a straw poll after we watched the film. Uh, we watched it with a friend of the show, uh, Quentin Parker, and his wife uh, over a, a Google Hangout. Uh, we kind of checked in at the end of the movie, and we uh, we, we threw out our numbers between 1 and 10, just initial reactions. Uh, uh, the wife and I threw out a 6 and a 6.5. And uh, they threw out like an 8 and maybe an 8.5. Oh. So if you average that, we're at about like just above a 7, which... Uh, you know, you would hope kind of these premium live action Disney experiences could possibly deliver you a, a something better than, you know, seven out of 10, if that's the straw poll. But uh, after we watched this movie, I think, it, uh, yeah, it was the night after we decided to watch the uh, animated version, which uh, just has a lot more charm and a lot more fun to it. And I think my uh, initial rating of 6.5 has just been dropping since we've watched it. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think if you watch it right after, I think, I think again, also, just to be blunt, I don't think we're the audience for this movie, Mike. Again, um, oh, yeah. we are 100% not of the culture, and we are not of the gender uh, to to be a Milan fan at the end of the day, I think. Um, and, you know, that's not saying that, that it's wrong, but I think it's targeted at women, and it's also targeted at, you know, um, the Asian culture. And, and that's because it's a story of a woman finding her way, you're right, after being told, no, you can't do this. Um, and there's no, no reason that no one else can take, a, take that message and go with it, but... Uh, at the same time, I don't want to be harsh on it because I'm like, yeah, well, there are going to be tons of people who do enjoy this, and I don't want to 
knock them down. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of the impressions that I've kind of been seeing on social media, obviously my bubble is going to be different than anybody else's bubble, but I feel like there's a, there's a lot of lackluster uh, responses from what I've seen out the gate. But yeah, I think the appropriate audience for this that's really going to like it, you know, it's just going to be kids yeah. and families that really don't, at the end of the day, don't think about movies when they're going to bed at night and, and don't overthink yeah. it. I don't know. This, uh, I, I, let's, uh, let's, let's jump yeah. into some spoilers, maybe talk about um, yeah. some specific so, spots of the movies that are kind of uh, uh, getting it, our thorns in our sides. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to start this with a really, really fun thing here for spoilers. I don't think this is a big spoiler, so if you're listening to this, no big deal. It's that this actually opens on, um, it appears to be uh, an, or, uh, an Asian field um, a stream and uses the Shanghai Castle for Disney instead of the, the traditional castle um oh i didn't catch that yeah so they actually use the the shanghai castle for the silhouette and they they the the thunder the land not thunder the land is is based on um the the region which i thought was a kind of a it's not a huge thing but it's the little touches that start you off like okay they're actually putting some thought into this they're not just slapping on you know here's the disney castle kind of thing Mm -hmm. so i thought that was cool um this movie is two hours uh if you didn't know that but it doesn't feel like two hours. It's a very brisk movie. And one of the sticking points I have with that is I don't care about any of these characters. Literally yeah. care about none of them because they appear briefly, have a moment. Again, I'm going to use the, the, the witch in this. Um, she appears, talks to Mulan. She's like, you have powers. Well, I'm going to be an evil person. Join my side. She's like, no. Then late, next we see her like, okay, well, I'm going to go take an arrow for you and die. That was literally the next scene we saw her with Mulan. I'm like, yeah. you just and met I her would... once on this spring <laughs> place. What's happening here? This is very, yeah, very and quick. I, and I would say uh, any judgment uh, thrown towards the character of the witch is very well deserved because it's the it's the most drastic difference from the cartoon to anything else. Yeah, it's pretty easy to omit things, but to add like a brand new character, which is almost kind of replacing the empty holes of, you know, possibly having musical songs or magical dragons, you kind of have it all boiled down to this one character that really just kind of ends up being inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think the biggest issue I have with this movie is just the characteristic of Mulan's powers. You know, in the animated film, she is a very much just a normal girl who just doesn't want to do these normal traditional things and sacri- kind of sacrifices herself to take her father's place so he doesn't have to die in this war because he's an old feeble man that you know wouldn't uh, really be able to hack it so and once she kind of gets to her you know training camp she kind of learns some skills but really her advantage is that she just thinks smarter and more clever than the men around her and that's how she does these amazing things and in this live action film she has like what you said she has like superpowers they're talking about chi she's doing like bicycle kicks and like kicking spears into people and it's just like it's really not explained at all in the movie like at the beginning she's running around and catching chickens and we're trying to get across the idea that she's a special girl but it's just like well but that does does that make her special if she's just born with it like she's like she doesn't really have to do anything she's just automatically powerful and it's just i guess the structures around her that are oppressing her but yeah i feel like the the message in the animated film is just so much stronger of like you can just be a normal person and just use your have your wits about you 
and just be better than the people around you because you're smarter and you think different. Where in this movie, it's just like, no, she has superpowers. She just does super powered stuff. And so that just did not resonate well, with me at, at uh, all. So I'm, I'm on the other hand. The Chi thing I actually think was a, a nice addition um, simply because that is of the culture. Um, again, to, to show my card here, I am a Dragon Ball fan. <laughs> um, and and how they do their their attacks is chi and energy, so that's built into the culture of this and the the mythos of the character. So I was, I'm more accepting of that. Again, I wish we would have seen more of her because it does show some f- what brief flashbacks of her training as a child, um, when she's like spinning around in the fields. But like the next thing, you, like literally, she joins this army, carries this water up the hill. The next. The next big action piece is the uh, the the snowfall, right? The 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 um, what is it with the uh, avalanche? The, yeah, the catapult, right? Scene, and then you know, then she unveils herself as a, as a woman to the the people. Literally next, I'm like, this is moving at an impeccable pace here. Like, slow down, and then her, and, and not to not to do it, but the the love interest, um, dude. How long do they spend fighting those guys in that hallway at the end of the movie? <laughs> a very long time. It felt like a very long time for them to take I mean, those dudes. I mean, th- I mean, that's really my second point of contention, and probably the last part I'll bring up with this movie, just because you know yeah. it, it didn't really connect with me that much. So I feel like I don't have much to say beyond the 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 third act set piece was just extremely underwhelming. Like the one thing that I really remembered from the animated movie, and this was before I rewatched it. Like I, it's been it had been years, it had been possibly decades since I had seen Mulan, and but I remembered at the last act they are fighting on top of the palace. They're there's people down below the uh, you know the emperor's like in peril. There's fireworks going off. It's at night. There's Chinese lanterns everywhere. It's just like a it's just like that set piece just really set in my head. And then at the end, there's just some bamboo construction mm-hmm. that's happening. No one's around. Well, no one's witnessing anything. Just, and then like what? So kind of when we see our villain dispatched, I was like, oh. This is the end of the movie? Yeah. I thought there was more. Like, what? This is it? This kind of really seems like a weird, like, second act, like, uh, crossing, crossing pass. Like, I thought he was going to get up and he, run away, and so we'd have another scene. The villain in the cartoon has a more personal connection to Mulan, because he, he is personally taken out in this avalanche, right? In his army, mm-hmm. by this this girl. In this one, this Bori Khan, who is he's a new character, he is just mad at the current emperor because he killed his dad. Um... And does no connection to Mulan whatsoever until he's killed by her with an arrow at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, I was like, why does this guy care? <laughs> what is his deal? Why is he here? It's a personal vendetta. He, he, he doesn't have any connection to the Mulan character. And that is extremely frustrating <laughs> to, to, to draw that. I was like, I really wanted more. And while I don't think, I think it's a beautifully done movie i think there's a lot more here that they just condensed and you know we are just left wanting more because it's there in the animated film yeah i can i can say that uh uh disappointed i wish i didn't spend 30 dollars on this but the very least i i didn't waste time going to a movie theater and dropping money on on snacks and then just you know you know there's just more time sunken away from it but i don't think you would have anyway if it was the theater, <laughs> yeah. so yo that that is absolutely correct. So uh, the only gleaning light from this is I, I really hope we get the same treatment it's, for Black Widow because this is a film that I'd actually like to see that I think is going to be good. It's a great experience for the premium video on demand feature. Like literally, mm-hmm. you buy it, you click play when you're in Disney Plus, 
nice one little home ready to go. I think I think they nailed the experience. It's, the content just needs a little, the the next thing. So hopefully, knock on wood, Mike, we get some Black Widow stuff soon because I'm itching to watch some mm-hmm. superhero stuff. Speaking of superhero stuff, there is new content on Disney Plus for the tragic loss of uh, Chadwick Boseman last week. Uh, they filmed and released almost within like two days um, a tribute for a king. It's a bunch of uh, online interviews with stars and actors who've crossed paths with them, and they've put it on Disney Plus uh, worldwide. And if you can't find it, it's under special features for the Black Panther film. So yeah, um, that's really to great. Watch that. That's on there. Yeah. There's also, I saw that uh, over at Comixology, there's like 200 plus free Black Panther comics that you can just download and start reading. I don't know if technically that's all of Black Panther it's or maybe just his, yeah. or if it's just his titled uh, books, but if you wanted to read some Black Panther now and you didn't mm-hmm. want to have to uh, uh, pay any money, just download Comixology. It sounds like you can you can have a, uh, hundreds of them at your fingertips, yep. literally. If you got an Amazon account, you have a Comixology account. That's how easy mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and if you got an Amazon account, you're probably watching The Boys. So it's easy to do. Also, I would recommend reading New Avengers Volume 3 with Black Panther. It's a very good book. He has it out with Namor at some point. It's very fun. Ooh, so, that's fun. Check it out. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, we have an official release date. The Mandalorian Season 2, October 30th, Mike. Oh, it's so close. Less than two months. We are ready I mean, for that's... It. That's what almost exactly a year from the last uh, the last Mandalorian yep. because Disney Plus launched I want to say like November fourth or something like yeah. that. I feel like that date is really ingrained in my mind from last year. So that's cool. We got a great turnaround for a very premium show that I'm sure has a lot of post production work on it with the special effects. Even though they can do a lot in uh, real time, there's a lot of work going on yeah. there. So and they were able to manage this through part of a pandemic. I know that their uh, their schedule for their show uh, seemed like they dodged a lot of it. Yeah, I think they were mostly done by then, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we can cross our fingers and we'll be getting a season three same time next year. I mean, I'd be, I'd be okay with this if every yeah. fall rolls around and we get a little bit more Mando. Yeah, I mean, again, like we said, they film it on a very closed bubble set where all the backgrounds are computer-generated with a video game mm-hmm. system. So it's very easy to, to I think isolate those those productions a little bit and then um again deborah chow director of the first season i don't know if she's been confirmed to direct something for season two is taking on obi-wan show so mm-hmm. um maybe that'll get a um what, what do they call that place where they film this uh the volume is the what volume, they call yeah. it mm-hmm. so volume um for that um this, this sucks for mike because well it may not suck this year uh depending on how holiday travels are um, this does release over all the holidays that you said, man, I wish no shows released over the holidays. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, tragically, I think I might be okay this year. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you think, might stay home. I, I think I'm, I think I'm staying put. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there we go. So there you go. Mandalorian season two, finally jot that down. Um, uh, watch it in the morning. Cause goddamn people will spoil the shit out of this. So. Oh man. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, watch it in the morning. WandaVision, which I think was supposed to come out this um, this fall, um, is uh, has a rumor uh, that her children, Wiccan and Speed, will make a debut in the series as teenagers mm-hmm. and then go on to appear in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ooh. Um, so these, these two teenagers who they've, they've cast for these roles have shot their scenes for WandaVision, even though there's been no reveal yet. So, um, again, Wanda will be in the Multiverse of Madness, so maybe... Maybe she's pulled from this WandaVision universe by Doctor Strange. Uh, and she takes these kids that are generated with her. I don't know. 
yeah, a lot of questions this, here with this show. Yeah, this seems like a, you really need a timeline because things got really confusing there with Endgame and Infinity War because there's a time jump, but then also uh, some of the films were already kind of set a year or two ahead of time than when they already came out. So the Marvel timeline is a little hard to peg down at the moment because they're ahead of the current years. But, you Only, know, she's, go, she's going to be dabbling with a multiverse, so if there's any time travel involved with that, is she going to be plucking these teenagers maybe from a different dimension and then bring them into hers? It just seems like they have not accounted for, at the very least, 13 years to make a teenager, well, but, right? But here's, here's the thing. All the, all the shots from the trailer show the cribs and them growing up in this... These mul- because, again, the WandaVision, the trailer showed that they're going through different decades of television. So mm-hmm. whatever whatever is happening to her to relive this with the vision and have these kids is doing time jumps in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I mean maybe I mean Wanda's always been this character in the comic books that has kind of this limitless kind of untapped power that can just really mess with reality and we've kind of been waiting to see if they'll really tap into that into the into the MCU because her powers are really fun to play with in a comic book universe where you can just throw things out and change stuff all the time because it's just words and ink and paper mm-hmm. but when you film it on a screen you have to really really be careful what you're doing because it's going to affect so many billions of dollars ahead of you uh, in studios and other films so it'll be interesting if they really tap into this power of is she going to manipulate all of this time will really just be localized to her maybe she does move into like a house in the suburbs and this the the vicinity of this neighborhood is just really ripped and torn just from her Mm -hmm. magic and everyone else outside of it is like totally fine so you you know to an outsider you see wanda walk into this house at the beginning of the season and then a week later she walks out of the house and you know it's been 18 years and she has children now who knows it just really seems like she's going to be going through something psychological yeah, and, and again, just to, to, to clarify, this will be post-Endgame. Um, yes. Because there's only mm-hmm. Endgame and Spider-Man Homecoming are the only two movies set in 2023 at this point mm-hmm. in the MCU. So it'll be in that point where Vision is in fact gone and she has been brought back to life. Um, so we'll see if, I, I think, you know, again, uh, thoughts are that maybe one of the um, the devils or the um, people who are like tied into magical powers are or messing with her rather or giving her something in exchange for what maybe using her powers for other things but if Doctor Strange I mean if she's showing up in Doctor Strange and you know these kids are going to be in this again the title gives like multiverse of madness who knows what kind of stuff is going to happen yeah it can be literally anywhere without touching um, yeah the main maybe I mean what is it um uh who's uh who was the the guy that said no more uh, more, more no more uh, wizards or what did he, what did he say at the end of oh, Doctor uh, Strange? Baron Mordo. Um, he Baron said, Mordo. He, he said it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kept wanting to say Dormammu. I knew it was uh, Mordo. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's going around starting to uh, grow his ranks of uh, people that want to push back against this uh, wizarding culture that they are the sorcerer culture that he doesn't like and maybe one of these dudes uh, starts like maybe they kidnap Wanda or something like that. Yeah. Well, there could I, be sorcerers afoot. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't, I don't, I don't think with Wong Vision, but it, it does make me think. At the end of Endgame, how many magic people show up with Wong? Like hundreds, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot a of people. Lot. So uh, there's there's something to be touched there. And the next thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna swatch over here. Is actually Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is rumored to begin shooting in November 
um, in the UK. Ooh, crossing my fingers because yeah. we do have more news about uh, uh, bungled yeah. uh, uh, pr- uh, productions yeah. later in the show. Well, <laughs> here's the other thing with that, which is interesting. I always forget Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is gonna be wild. This is this can be you know Sam Raimi horror and stuff. You know he's he's traverse traversing one Spider-Man universe to the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see and then. Well, Evil Dead had multiple universes with the um, uh, the third one where he was in the Deadite universe versus uh, the main place. So he, I'm, I'm excited for Doctor Strange to be honest. Like yeah. this is the, of the of the ones that are coming up. I'm like this has the biggest question marks to me. What- yeah, I wonder if we'll get some sort of delineation between what is what is the magic that a sorcerer is using in the MCU and what is the magic that Wanda is using in the MCU. We know she got her powers from. What what was what was the stone that was in the staff? Was it the mind stone? Uh, yeah, yeah. She was affected by the, the the staff. Yeah. So if she got her powers from the mind stone, but technically the time stone is within the realm of protection for the sorcerers, and you know technically that is magic. It maybe her magic really is the same since these stones. You know, maybe there's not different sects of magic. Maybe huh. it's all just kind of like like you said, like with Dragon Ball well, Z and stuff. It's all chi. It's all just this one permeating well, bit of energy through existence that you well, can manipulate. But Doctor Strange, the first movie, explains that all their magics are pulled from different universes right mm-hmm. so I, I think that's the reduction just i think wanda she may be a magician but i think she has infi- like similar to infinity stone powers because hers is red and reality warping so you know even though it came from before we knew was the mind stone they didn't tell us that until later um that the um is the, maybe she is doing reality warping because yeah. that is the maybe- red stone as well I mean, possibly she could also just be more unstable because the power was thrusted upon her, you know, uh. possibly against her will, or even if she was okay with it because she wanted to get revenge against uh, Tony Stark. You know, she mm. wasn't really prepared for it. She didn't do the diligent training that these sorcerers that we've seen in the but, movies have done. So maybe that's just what happens when all that throw- power is just injected into you. you. You don't really know exactly how to wield it 100%. But, you can be manipulated. But Doctor Strange also sets up the fact that anyone can literally learn magic. I mean, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange had broken hands, and he was like, ah, I need to learn some magic. Yeah, but you gotta do your studies. Chris. Right, but, you but gotta it's fine. Read but I, don't, the books. I don't think if they're gonna give. <laughs> you oh, gotta well, go to the library. Right, right, but if they're gonna give what's his name in like really, really fast speed, uh, what was it? Quicksilver, who I was like, who, mm-hmm. what's his name? He died very quickly. I don't think she's just going to unlock an ability everybody else can get. I think I think hers is going to be more unique to her. Exactly, and because she had a. What I'm saying is, she had a unique experience yeah. that gave her power uh, compared to the sorcerers that went to magic school. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 they all kind of have something to do with the Infinity Stones, and her that ties her connection to Vision, who literally had an Infinity Stone in his head. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of questions, and they better open these up pretty soon because I'm I'm dying to learn all this mystical stuff in the end. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun, and that brings us to the next topic that a lot of actors are moving to Australia currently to film Thor: Love and Thunder, including well, Natalie Portman I, and family. I, I mean, that's going to be pretty easy for Chris Hemsworth. I mean, yeah. he already lives there, They're right? Far, and I think they are. Uh, they're they're. Um, Again, I don't know Britain's lockdown procedures and stuff like that, but I think Australia is reducing their cases of stuff. So, uh, I mean, last I checked, Australia is actually really bad right now. They've, uh, I well, think, some of their bigger cities like Melbourne are like locked down. It was now Australia is a big yeah. I was going to so, say the northern know. cities were locked down, but I think the southern yeah. ones were fine where they filmed. Yeah. So, 
But also, this would be a pretty quick commute uh, for Taika, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's an international man of mystery now because mm-hmm. uh, all of his success. But, you know, New Zealand's not too far from Australia, right? Yeah. So uh, for a majority of the cast, this will be pretty convenient. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm excited to see. I didn't. I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more of these productions take place in other countries um, as, as things kind of move forward, which, which is sad because I don't know if we'll get as many leaks as we want. But... Um, the, for the news, but you know they are at least finding ways to keep making these stunning things, so we we're not delayed, uh, quote unquote, indefinitely for a lot of these these stuff. Um, like again, we 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 still don't know when we're gonna see Black Widow. It makes me sad. <laughs> uh, Sony is moving forward with a series based on the character Silk from the comic books. Are you familiar with Cindy Moon? Mike. Yeah, we yeah we've kind of talked about her. I would say over the last year because you know Sony's always dabbling and uh, pulling these uh, characters out of nowhere because that's all they have mm-hmm. is just the Spider-Man universe to make money off of. So uh, yeah, I have gotten more familiar with Silk over the years as we as we've had these little kind of news reports. Yeah. So Silk is uh, the character. Um, uh, I want to say I just saw Cindy Moon, uh, who's a mm-hmm. Korean American superhero. So that's that's one of the things she's only been in the comic six years um she was actually the character cindy moon was portrayed in the spider-man movies by actress tiffany espenson but they don't think she's coming back for this i don't think they're going to ask her back in a, in a leading role uh, or tie mm-hmm. it to the mcu because this is a sony but they are working with um a writer um lauren moon to write with the lord and chris miller's eps because they did the spider-verse stuff uh, but they're shopping this which is interesting to amazon um to to put the series on amazon so it makes me think it's not going to be really connected to anything. It's just going to be a, a standalone kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you know, if Lord and Miller are possibly attached, is this going to be animated? Is that kind of it, what the plan is? It's live here? action. It's a, it's a uh, live action series. That makes me a little... I mean, it's just kind of like, come on, it's going to be on Amazon. Like, this isn't going to be connected to anything. It might tangentially be connected to the Sony Spider-Man universe, but, like, I mean... Come on, we just finished talking about like all the possible connections that WandaVision could have with the Doctor Strange movie, all those fun implications, and it's just like Silk over on mm. Amazon. I mean, the the best case scenario is that it's just a really good show. It gets a couple seasons, and we like the things that happen, but more than likely, it's probably not going to be that, just, just because, you know, the track record for Sony outside of the animated universe that's not connected to the MCU is a little rough, so... Yeah, I don't know. They they just have not really kind of... It's a failure to launch for me. If it's not animated and it's Sony, uh, like, we've only seen Venom. That's the bottom line. Uh, I don't think Morbius is going to be great, but I hope it is, just mm-hmm. so they can turn things around. Hopefully Andy Serkis can pull a rabbit out of the hat and really make me love uh, the this Venom Tom too. Hardy Venom universe. But, yeah, I mean, come on. How do I... How would I ever be unbiasedly excited about Silk as of now? Well, you know? I, th- I think the thing is, it's... it's connected or not I, th- I think this is an interesting character because silk cindy moon was bitten by literally the same spider that bit peter parker she was the mm-hmm. second bite kind of thing and though that's why she was the, i think she was like taken to to a certain there's a spider war kind of thing and she was her abilities are very similar to spider-man's i think she has a better yeah. sense but she's faster than him yeah. but not strong. Now- now you're pitching something that could be really, really cool that could be in like the first episode or maybe it could be in the, even the trailer for this show is 
get Tom Holland back yeah. in to re- to reprise his role, shoot a scene where we actually get to see him bit by the spider. And this show is the only way that you can see the origin of Tom Holland Spider-Man, which is something usually we like to pass over in the movies because we've seen it a million times. But it'd be kind of cool to see it on the smaller screen. And then you know, now that we've seen that, maybe it's just even security footage and like Cindy Moon stumbles across it, and then while she's there looking at the security footage, she gets bit by the spider. I don't know. There's many ways they could do it, but that could be fun. That's a fun way to tie it into your bigger well, money-making universe. And, and here, here's the thing: we, we we talk, we talk, we talk. We don't know what Sony and Marvel's actual Spider-Man universe entails. Is Tom mm-hmm. Holland in it? Is he not in it? Nobody yeah. knows. I mean, how <laughs> much how much longer is Tom Holland gonna stick right. around? I mean, he's a very, very, very uh, popular, wanted mm-hmm. actor right now that could be doing a million things. And we heard nothing about. We heard only about all the drama between when Sony and Marvel were going to split again, and Tom Holland went begging to what was it? Was it the head of Sony? Like, no, let me be in this. I, th- I, I think both keep... of them. I think yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, the same. You know, is is technically if they wanted to pull Tom Holland into the Sony universe, could they, and use him as an intro to this character? Yeah. I mean, who needs this stress? What yeah. is what I'm saying? He's already been, he's already had a great outing as Spider-Man. You know, he's got one, he's kind of got uh, a Spider-Man three coming up. You know, he's got nothing but a future ahead of him. I think, I think he has a Netflix movie coming out where he co-stars along a bunch of really big name actors yeah. that he probably hasn't had the a chance to. Russo brothers meet. have him in a bunch of stuff going on right now. Yeah. So I don't know. It just seems like, uh, you know, Tom Holland might be winding down. But we'll we'll see what I mean, happens. I mean, maybe maybe a Spider Man, but maybe not as a whole. I think as a young actor, he's got what the the Uncharted movie, if that ever happens, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, if that ever. Happens. Yeah, so I think you know there's an opportunity to bring him in and, and tie this character to him, and you know go off and put her in a different city. You know, maybe she goes to the West Coast too, and like you know she's underground, like she's not fighting with the Avengers. She's not known for being part of the Avengers. She was part of the Agents of Atlas in the comic books. You know who those are. No. Exactly. So, I mean, you, you can put her somewhere else, and she doesn't have to be in New York fighting with the Avengers kind of thing, you know, and, and be fine mm-hmm. with it. So, there is Sony coming up with um, this, this Silk character, and we'll see if anything happens with it. I mean, we never got that Aunt May movie I was really hoping for. So. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that was ever real. But Oh, that was totally to real. They, that was it's one funny of the, to talk about. That was one of the things with that Silk. Was, um, what was the other, the Mary Jane lookalike um, one that we talked about? I don't know. Sony, they just keep... I think they're just... They're just not doing anything. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Spider-Man and exclusive things with Sony, a Marvel's Avengers <laughs> game released this week, Mike. And hey, good segue, Chris. Good thank segue. You. I like that. I got to start... Uh, I played it a little... They released it actually a day early for early people, so it was like Monday the 31st uh, you can start playing, and then everyone else kind of got it on Friday. Uh, for the regular versions, you were able to dabble a little bit this week with it. I, yeah, I was able to dabble. Uh, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you might be farther than me, but actually not. I know you have a lot more experience with the game because you've been playing the beta. Uh, but I've only just been playing the straight up campaign story. Usually, ca- how I tackle these kind of games is I play the can- campaign, I get the main story done and complete, and then I'll jump into these other stuff after I've kind of learned all the ins and outs. But I'm to the point where I have as. Um, as a Kamala, I have teamed up with the Hulk, okay. uh, and I'm doing, and I'm on that mission right now. Without, you know, I don't want to give too much. Away Are since you? This is a story based game. Well, the, the the Kamala Hulk levels were in the beta. Um, so, oh, okay. So um, there's nothing new. Uh, those are pretty fair. Are you Kamala or are you the Hulk? 
I am the Hulk right okay. now. Okay, so you're very early on in the game. Um, yes, very early Because you go through the game and you unlock all the other characters. I do the same thing you do. I've only played the campaign um, up until the final level right now. So I'm on the final level in the final battle pretty much. Oh, week. so you're almost done with the campaign. Yes, with the, well, for the, the just the straight shots of the campaign, not the offshoot stuff. There's some campaign offshoots. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm in that point... Um, my Xbox has a, a problem with the um, the save file at my current point, so I'm just waiting. I for thought you were saying my Xbox is on fire and I have to beat it before it melts. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. So I, I have the PlayStation version I'm going to go to, but I can still do the multiplayer and all that other fun stuff. So it's not a, not really a problem. Um, I my you I've played the beta. I got to play as the characters Captain America and Thor a little more now. Um, Mike, who uh, are you having a good time? What is your take on this? Because you went in fresh so far. Yeah, the gameplay so, style, the, the the systems are a little overwhelming. I I'm sure, but I, you learn more as you go. But I want to know what you, you're thinking now. Yeah, so so as of right now, like you said, you've just explained. There's so much in this game. So you know, if you ask the question of is it's worth it, like you you can't really I can't really answer it right now, right? Because it's just like how early would somebody have to get this game ahead of time to really understand all of the bits that are in it? But as of right now, how I've been experiencing the campaign. It, you know, it, it's. Uh, I would say there's some rough edges, and I don't know if really my console is really up to some of the performance uh, of it as of right now. I mean, I have some textures that aren't loading in on some of the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and it's not like they just pop in and out. It's like there was an entire scene at the beginning where you share a car ride with two characters, and one of the textures on the person's vest is just pixelated. And I'm like, okay, well, this is strange. So that starts to make me think there's, there's some rough corners there. And, you know, the game was delayed, so maybe they possibly wanted to delay it a little bit more and maybe couldn't quite get everything, uh, get where they needed it to. Um, There's some kind of rough transitions from between when you're playing as a character and when a cutscene starts, which is uh, a bit of a bummer just because, you know, I just finished playing The Last of Us Part 2, which is just a masterpiece. And it just seemed like everything in that game is, like, thought out. Like, every frame is just, like, is just really overthought to the point where, like, everything is just seamless. So some of, like, the story campaign elements seem a little bit sloppy. Uh, But once I kind of get into some of the combat is when I start to kind of have like the childhood fun of like playing with the action figures. You know, uh, there's a part where I'm on a helicarrier and I'm Kamala and I'm like just knocking shit over with my big fists. Like I've grown tall. So I kind of getting like a little bit of like a giant man feeling and I'm like Mm. kicking stuff over. And then like the Hulk jumps in. Uh, Like I I don't know the Hulk is jumping in. I just hear Kamala kind of off screen say like, oh, is that the Hulk? And then all of a sudden the Hulk is there. So I'm just like, okay, well that's a little rough too, but you know, it's okay, I'm having fun. You know, I'm unlocking some like different components. So I feel like I'm tapping in a little bit to the Spider-Man combat fun from the PS4 Spider-Man game where like I'm on the ground with the thugs and I'm kind of chaining some of this stuff together. So I think that's kind of where the game shines. And now that I'm finally kind of tapping into the Hulk, it's fun to kind of smash around a little bit. Uh, but I, I, there's just, I don't know, it just feels like the, the craft isn't quite there that you kind of get with like a premium experience, maybe like in a Naughty Dog game like The Last of Us or an Uncharted game. But at the same time is there's nothing more premium out there for a Marvel fan right now, right? Like we've talked, you know, for the, like the last year of this game being released well, that like, you know, if you want to play Marvel, you're kind of stuck with some of those kind of over-the-top 
uh, beat-em-up games or a Lego game. So I'm very happy that we have this game and somebody's actually starting to put a lot of money and resources into it. But yeah, I'm just kind of hoping once I kind of get more into the game, things start to flesh out a little bit more. I really love Kamala's character. I love that she's finally getting her time to shine. We'll get to see her again on Disney+, Plus, and she's going to be a really awesome character because she's just cool as hell. It's cool to see her stretch. I love seeing her big fists. I can't wait to see it on like the, on like the, you know, quote unquote, the big screen too. So, uh, you know, initial impressions, I would probably say B plus. Hopefully things can go up from there. I, I, I'm just gonna, I don't have any texture problems. It might be on a case Mm -hmm. by case basis. Also, you have like a, you have a slim, right? For your PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So, and I have my, my, my Xbox is the, the S. So I think it's a higher model. So I don't, I can't rep, I can't say anything to the, the, the graphical issues you have, but this is also a game that's, um, uh, again, you, you mentioned these, these other ones, like the, not the last of us, but the last of us is literally a single player game where you, everything is, is, is connected together. Right. Um, and what you have here is a game that's also online and you can jump on, you don't have to play this, right? You can jump in the, the online portion right away. And you probably saw that the Avengers mm-hmm. initiative on the bottom. So you can like jump in and have all six of your characters with more coming We'll talk about it here in a second. Well, I I think you know you're still very early. You haven't have you unlocked any of the gear um, menus or anything like that? To yes, to I, I've just I've just started to unlock some of the gear, the cosmetics, yeah. some of the upgrades, and the skills. Uh, yeah, it, it is a, it is a little overbearing once you kind of open up that menu. You really kind of have to explore it to kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, the skill trees are great, you know, because the skill trees remind me a lot of Spider Man. Uh, There's so tons I, of them. I, yeah, so I compare this a lot with Spider-Man, but you know, it kind of it's almost like the um the formula is kind of like balancing out. It's just like imagine making a Spider-Man game but throwing a whole bunch of Spider-Mans in it, a whole bunch of other different characters. So I understand that their resources have to be allocated to a bunch of different, uh, a bunch yeah. of different parts. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I hope it gets a little bit better. But you know, I, I as of right now, I'd say it's worth yeah. the sixty dollars. You it, know, I was just kind of hoping for a slightly more polished kind of fun. But I, I it's you are still having you are time. very early in the game. Again, like I said, you have to go through. You have to unlock all the other characters. So you are. Mm-hmm. You have a whole plethora of, of stories ahead of you, and it tells. I mean, to me, being in the last level, it tells it like a comic book would, and, and, and I do enjoy that. There, there are some little moments along the way. There are some combat scenarios along the way. Um, so I, your your next your next level is, is from the beta as well, and I, I'm excited to hear what you, you think about that. There's um, a lot to explore, if you will, collectibles to find, things to interact with. Uh, it's been a good time. I'm actually um, enjoying my time with Thor definitely a lot more than. Um, no, I thought I would, so I, I'd recommend him when you get to there. Their other thing this week was they had a war table, and they confirmed that the next two characters are both Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. And it's like a companion kind of story. So we get to play both Kate Bishop and Hawkeye for free. Again, these are free characters coming in October and November, respectively. Mm-hmm. So that is cool. For $60, you're going to be getting tons more characters. Um, and what is awesome is that... Um, not awesome... Black Panther is coming, but they had to cut him out of the the reveal due to the respect out of Chadwick Boseman's passing as well. Mm-hmm. So they even said at the front, like, hey, we had to alter this footage out of respect. So Black Panther and Wakanda are coming, and, and, and tons more characters along the way. So I think I think that's cool that they're doing that. You can, um, as you play these characters, you have, like, daily challenges and weekly challenges. I don't know if those have unlocked for you yet. Um... They give you. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. They give you points. There's a, essentially every character ha- that you have now has a free battle pass. Um, 
but those don't expire. It's like a for, this is your battle pass forever, um, and you get free points to spend back in the store on these characters. So um, keep an eye out for that, Mike. You're, I think you're gonna you're gonna like it. As you yeah, move through. Yeah, it. I know. I'm just at the tip of the iceberg right yeah. now. So uh, yeah, yeah, stay subscribed. I'm sure we'll be talking about this game more over the yeah. weeks. Yeah, I gotta go beat it on PlayStation now too. So I mean, you gotta gotta move along. Gotta move along. Uh, DC's Fandom, um, the next chapter they're calling it Explore the Multiverse, is coming September 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to talk about the Watchverse, which has TV shows such as the new lead character in Batwoman, uh, actress possible Green Lantern news I'm, I'm putting here because the HBO um, series has to be doing something, right? They have to mm-hmm. announce that. Insiderverse, which is behind the scenes to the people who make the content, like the TV producers and the comic creators and all those people who are yelling at each other on the internet right now. Um, there's a new one, I didn't see this, is brand new, called Blurred and Bougie. Uh, apparently Blurred stands for Black Nerd, and they're going to be celebrating Black Nerd culture. Is the explanation for it. So I thought that was kind of cool right. they added that. Funverse lets you read free comics and share selfies and all this other stuff. And Uverse is 17,000 plus fan art, cosplay, and more submissions. Yeah, not to be confused with AT&T's uh, Uverse internet. Yeah. <laughs> now, with... weird naming conventions for DC Fan Dome uh, uh, this year. Yeah, well, AT&T owns DC, uh, so they can say Uverse without suing themselves. So that's uh, the fun fact there. But there is an interview with one of the people in charge of this saying that we're going to keep doing it, uh, these, these online events, in the spirit of super serving fans and then see if there's a way to monetize it. Uh, Would you pay to watch a DC fandom, Mike? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, really, DC fandom uh, is just for me to get you know news and trailers. You know, that's I mean, honestly, that's all that people want. It's cool that they're kind of doing these things where like fans can get together, you know, and talk about like black nerd culture or you know talk about like cosplay and stuff like that. But uh, DC doesn't need to make that. It's the internet. It's yeah. all over the place. Like depending on the people that you follow on Twitter, your Twitter timeline is just nothing but that. There's Facebook groups. You know, they don't need. Warner Brothers to create it for people to have the ability to talk about this stuff and they're definitely not going to pay them in order to talk about this stuff um you know all these people are not exclusive you know you can follow them anywhere else on the internet if you're really interested mm. in it uh I September 12th I'm just going to be hopefully seeing maybe some news from HBO HBO Max that Green Lantern show uh that's well, all I care about and, and all you're <laughs> going to be doing is checking your Twitter feeds for the updates yeah, just uh, give me the headlines that I want to see. Show me yeah. the trailers. Show me the announcements. Uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff could possibly have been cool at a physical location, mm-hmm. right? You know, show up to Comic-Con. There could be a whole booth where you get to see all of this fun stuff. You get to look at, you know, you know, props well, or merch. But, you know, as a digital experience, yeah, I don't really see the right. premium. Well, at the same time, like, you know, again, it's, it's, it's great. But I didn't – I mean – I didn't watch the last one live. I just saw the the releases later on their official channels. Um, maybe they'll add ads in instead of, of of a paywall. But if they paywall it, I mean, there's no. It's, it's even less of a reason to go into it for me. Like this, almost seems like that really weird kind of addition that they made to uh, the. What was it? The what's the DC streaming service called? I mean, I know it's dying. DC, so I've already DC forgot. Universe. Yeah. Yeah, DC Universe. You know how there was a component where they were going to be doing stuff with fans and giveaways and like panels and stuff like that? Mm. I never heard about anything kind of exclusive or interesting coming out of that. I, I doubt that that part of the app was the most used. You know, it's just people opening the app and wanting to watch stuff. So, uh, 
yeah, I guess, you know, I think the best way to engage with your audience is just to hire really competent social media managers that know how to use your Twitter and Instagram accounts and I guess TikTok accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and this is, I mean, if they if they do a paywall, I think it's going to turn a lot of people off and more people just leak the content when it's done. And Yeah, exactly. The, so don't don't put up a paywall. Find if you're gonna if you gotta monetize it, find other ways. Maybe maybe I don't know. Charge people to be in it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Figure it out. That so. just that just sounds like an exec who's trying to get a promotion. You know, yeah. like hey, look, I was able to monetize this. Uh, give me a promotion so I don't have to deal with it. Anymore. We had lots of viewers, but yeah, but you you literally gave us a Batman trailer and a video game trailers. Like you, that's why people watch it. They knew Batman yeah, was exactly. coming. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Speaking of uh, DC movies here, we're going to jump into this a little bit. Wonder Woman 84 is currently staying on release for October 2nd. Does not mean they won't delay it, but that's... Really? I mean, that's... I mean, I'm looking at my date on my computer right now. That's less than a month away. Yep. Uh, really? Are, tickets are not on sale that I know of, but that's what the, uh, an executive said on Friday, as, as last as Friday, so... I mean, I guess they're Warner Brothers executives. You know, they're they were okay with putting Tenant out early. I yeah. still haven't seen Tenant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't personally know anybody that's seen Tenant that's talked about it. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that is unfortunate too. Like you know, Tenant, it never had its kind of it never had its moment in the sun, right? I mean, I think you know they all thought like, oh, this is going to be the first big movie to hit movie theaters. You know, forget that Russell Crowe movie or New Mutants or whatever. This is a Christopher Nolan movie. Wow, we're going to mm. make headlines and with Batman. nobody's. <laughs> Yeah, for me, nobody's talking about it. I mean, I suppose everybody has different groups of people that they run with, but Tenant has not been popping up in the news for me at all. Yeah, I, I see it. I, I, I see reviews, but I don't see, again, like I said, very few people have gotten to see it. I wish I could have. Um, I'm sad that we can't. I wish there was maybe an online version you know, that we could pay to watch, a, a, a nice, clean version legally. It's not there. Um, but apparently they said that we should not expect a paid video on demand release for Wonder Woman like Mulan. So if they're going to put it in theaters, they're going to put it in theaters. And my guess is, Mike, they're not doing standard, you know, what, six-week runs? They're doing, or ten-week runs, they're going to be doing, like, six-month runs on these. Like, keep it in theaters as long as you can, since, you know, maybe someone will come back eventually um, and do longer-term releases. I hope none of these movies have twist endings. I mean, can you imagine, like, you know, back in the day with an M. Night Shyamalan movie? Like, you know, like, being slowly put out across the country? Well, then you would have been spared the fact of actually watching it, so... Oh, (laughs) yeah, well, some of of them, yes, I do agree. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, On that note, we're going to switch into two different topics here related to the world. Uh, The Batman... Uh, reports are Robert Pattinson has uh, come down with COVID-19 um, and they are now pausing production in London like a week after they started again. The main actor Ooh. has it. Yeah, my so, uh, my wife is uh, really plugged into a lot of this uh, production and um, and COVID stuff because we're waiting for you know the industry to get back to normal so she can kind of get back to work. And uh, she's seeing a lot of things like where, you know, uh, productions are hiring these things called COVID compliance officers that are in charge of making sure that the production is in compliance with all the rules and regulations and making sure everybody's safe. But the people that they're handing these responsibilities to are like PAs, like people that don't have like any experience in doing any of this stuff. And they're supposed to be watching the health and well-being for some of this stuff. Now, maybe higher budget movies like uh, the Batman, maybe they're doing things a little bit more stringent uh, than like maybe like on a TV production budget. But yeah, this just goes to show you like it doesn't matter how much money you have or how big of a deal your movie is like that you can get shut down just as easily. 
Yeah. Um, there are reports that some people are still building sets for this movie. Like, that doesn't affect, you know, the, the actual production. Like, if they need to build sets, they're going to build sets and, and get mm-hmm. out of there. But, like, you know, when your main actor can't be there, what do you do? Replace him with a mannequin? I mean, <laughs> that's what, that's what the, was it the Bold and Beautiful are doing right now? They're actually really? using mannequins. What? Yeah, over-the-shoulder shots. Um, oh, my God. Uh, reverse, oh, wow. reverse angles. They're using mannequins for kissing and stuff like that. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, that yeah, is look it up, look so funny. Look it up on Twitter if you get a chance. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's great. Yeah, they're they're killing there. But on the other flip side of that, you know, um, you can be as safe as you want to be. Um, but like uh, in terms of Black Adam, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has also uh, made an announcement through his Twitter or Instagram that him and his whole family have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, yeah, I, be- him, I believe. His wife in, and two I believe. Daughters. Yeah, I believe in a statement. They he says that they are on the other side of it. Which yeah. I don't know if that just means that they're finally starting to feel better and the yes. worst is over. Obviously, was- he was feeling he was feeling good enough to uh, to be in front of a camera. And you know, you know, I guess this is the benefit of being Dwayne the Rock Johnson is you're already a mountain. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you have to be strong and buff in order to beat the coronavirus because everybody reacts to it a little differently. You know, it, you know, if his genetic makeup technically was a little bit it, different maybe it, he it would have struck him harder i mean is he i mean again as a as a person who is like a bodybuilder i mean you know what is he what was he already doing to keep his health up and stuff like yeah. that so and uh, and even even bodybuilders you know are targets as well i only laugh uh i don't know why maybe just out of a uh, weird uh just anxiety of the world that we live in but i think a couple months ago there was a really um uh, uh really um uh, high traffic story that was going around where there was like a bodybuilder dude, like a gym rat that came down with COVID and was in a hospital bed for like months. And there was before and after pictures that were really getting shared around a lot to where he had a six pack and he was giant and buff. And now he's like, basically looks like a twig in a hospital bed. So I would say, uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson got very, very lucky, but he still mm. has a sense of humor. Uh, because I guess he says he can finally smell what he's cooking yeah. because, you know, one of the symptoms with it is you lose your sense of smell. But, then, yeah, this is good. We don't want to lose the rock. We love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, again, being safe and, and being safe, you don't know what other people are doing. And that's 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 the scary part. So also, okay. he's got money, too. Yeah. You know, if uh, if doctors are the things that are keeping you uh, from six feet under, he can pay as many doctors as he's, he needs. He's know? like the number one paid actor for like the past three years in a row. So. Yeah, I'm sure he has like a pri- I'm sure he has like private chefs and like private doctors, you know. Yeah, he probably it, has like a muscle guy. He has a guy that just comes in and just like <laughs> that just catalogs all of the striations, all of his muscles. It looks like striation 15B. It's looking a little little short, Dwayne. So uh, maybe do an extra rep on it, this side. And he and he's doing a he's, he's got he's got a tank top guy too. He's always wearing tank tops. <laughs> so oh yeah, do that. Uh, speaking of the Rock Jungle Cruise, the movie that was delayed till next year with him and Emily Blunt, Metallica is creating an orchestral version of "Nothing Else Matters" for the film with the composer. Uh, remind me what "Nothing Else Matters" is that a Metallica song? Yeah, it's already a Metallica song from. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure of like. I was like, is this like no. a classic Jungle Cruise song? No, no, it's no. a weird it's title. It's really one, one of Metallica song. song. They're doing an orchestral version with the composer to fit it into the film. So they right. so they got like another year for it. Maybe they can redo some music or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they've already yeah, done it. And we just don't know. This is the report coming out now. So yeah. Um, All right. That I thought that was cool. I mean, I did never. I wouldn't associate Metallica with Disney movies. Yeah. No, yeah, that's very are. true. <laughs> but uh, who's the 
who's the uh, uh, Trent Reznor, the guy from Nine Inch Nails? Yes. Uh, I mean, he's been doing scores for uh, tons of stuff uh, right. lately that you wouldn't expect. So maybe Metallica is trying to dip its toe into that. Yeah. And they, they've done some stuff. I, I think they're, I mean, if they were doing the orchestra for, or the whole soundtrack, I would say yes. But what they're just doing, remixing one of their songs with the orchestra, eh, maybe not as much. Um, well, the they re- can't, I guess, I suppose Metallica can't really go on tour right now. So maybe they're just like telling their agents, hey, find us some work. We need yeah. to, we need to pay for our mansions. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Napster took all of our money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're still beating on that. Reznor did Watchmen's soundtrack, which I think is still one of the better soundtracks of this year. So oh, get a chance to yeah. go listen go to watch. That. Go, this is your time. This is the time that you've ever wanted to go watch Watchmen. You got nothing but it. Go <laughs> Who's watch watching it. the Watchmen? You are. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Lastly, uh, the Witcher Blood Origin, the uh, the fir- the story of the first Witcher that Netflix is doing a whole series on, which is fine mm-hmm. because it was thousands of years before this. Uh, Jason Momoa is rumored to be the titular character, the first blood, uh, the first Witcher for this the series, which I think oh he's built like a brick house. So yeah, that's <laughs> fine. They're get they're getting all of the male actors that my wife would leave me for in this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I say this because uh, The Witcher dropped like a behind The Witcher season one thing on Netflix uh, just recently that we watched, and the biggest takeaway from it is not just the cool behind the scenes, uh, you know, production of the show. It was Henry Cavill and his muscles literally about to rip through the sweater that he's wearing while he's sitting in his, uh, you know, actor's interview chair. And now they're bringing in Jason Momoa. I mean, he looks like he could be a witcher. I mean, yeah. he fits the part for sure. But it's like, man, come on. How are these? Uh, how are the normal people in the world like me and you supposed to compete with these witchers? Yeah, but they're witchers. Thank God that's not real. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're good. We're, we, we, and if it was real, this is like this is like a Polish book. It's like Polish mythology. Mm-hmm. So it's all over there anyway. They're on a different continent. Look, we, uh, we, we got a podcast, and uh, occasionally we're funny. So <laughs> yeah, chalk those up as wins for us. Uh, that's the show for this week, Mike. Uh, I'm, I can smell the dinner is cooking in my house, if you will. Uh, it's, a, it's a reference <laughs> to The Rock. So I'm going to wrap this up and go, go get me some of that. But if people want to know what you're up to this week, where can they find you at? Oh, all they got to do is find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, see what you're drinking, uh, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I just want to give a shout you, you redrew your photo for your Twitter. I don't know when you changed it, uh, Oh, hey, but I love it. That. Yeah, uh, yeah, I need a new profile picture. Yeah, I'm, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to get you to draw me one of those. Uh, qu- quarantine Mike and Chris look way different than regular Mike and Chris. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you wouldn't recognize us, I think, if you put us, if you take a photo when we used to have Christmas together, in Indianapolis, what six, seven years ago, and put us side by side by now, you wouldn't recognize us. I should just make that my profile picture. Yeah, classic throwback. Yeah, we we could do like a side by side. Uh, um, was a, a FaceTime shot later, but like, <laughs> you know, back then. Uh, you can also add a comic UI. Um, you can also um, add me on Xbox or PlayStation. Valdan on Xbox. Play Valdan eighty seven on PlayStation. If you want to play some games, some Avengers, I'm ready for it. Sign me up. And yeah, if people want to listen to, to other shows, our reviews, uh, the ones that we used to do back when we could go watch movies, um, or other episodes, where can they find us at? 
Yeah, well, eventually, whenever we get the chance to review New Mutants, the best place to find where that is is going to be SuperheroSlate.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. We also got our show notes up there, so if you want to see everything that we talked about this week or last week or even three years ago, five years ago, if you're really curious about the history of Superhero Slate news, we got it all cataloged over there on our website. Uh, We love hearing from you. We love it when you reach out, and a good way to do that is through social media. So you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can rep some merch from SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, please reach out if you're playing any of these new Avengers video games mm-hmm. that are popping up. We want to know what you think. Uh, if there's anything that you're watching, uh, let us know. And you want us to talk about it. Are you watching The Boys? You know, Chris says he's going to be watching it either tonight or tomorrow. So yeah. we're definitely going to be talking about it next week. So what do you think about the first three or, I guess, four episodes of The Boys? Let us know because we're probably going to be talking about it next week. And I got a new challenge for everybody out there. If you want to be a super fan of this show. If you want to be a superhero slate super fan, Uh-oh. all you got to do is head on over to HBO and watch Lovecraft Country, the best show on TV right now. You got to go watch that. I love Love Lovecraft Country. I hope Chris gets around to watching it cuz I'd love to do a spoiler cast at the end of the season cuz the show's just so good. I love Lovecraft Country. And they're not even sponsoring us. They're not even giving us money. I'm just telling you to go watch good content. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, watch some Lovecraft Country, and we'll be here every week, folks. All right. We'll catch you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Boom. Roasted. Boom. Roasted. Toasted get boasted. I had toast and I had grilled cheese the other day for the first time in forever. <laughs>